0: house Do you love Christmas? Do you love Christmas movies? Do you wish it was Christmas time year round? Well, do we have a podcast for you.
1: Welcome to the 52 Weeks of Christmas podcast.
0: Hallelujah! Whoa, 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 Clark. We're keeping this show family friendly. Where's the Tylenol?
1: Welcome to week 46 of the 52 Weeks of Christmas podcast. This is Caroline.
0: And this is Mike. Tonight, we're talking about the 2018 Netflix original movie, The Christmas Chronicles. It was a screenplay by Matt Lieberman, who is kind of blowing up, made a little, wrote a little movie called Free Guy that a lot of people saw this pandemic year.
1: Yeah, that's a great one. I hope people do get out and see it.
0: Yeah, that's only his most latest. He's kind of blown up. He's, he's done a bunch of stuff recently since uh, the Christmas Chronicles and Christmas Chronicles 2 being only a, a handful of them. But uh, yeah, he's definitely fallen in with the right crowd.
1: <laughs> you know and the, and, the, and just free guy and this movie it's like he's got a certain something that that kind of jokey sarcastic but like right on the money kind of humor that i that i dig
0: very much so very much so i mean kurt russell is you know very distinctive in this role this movie probably still works if you put a fat suit on ryan reynolds and awesome also, also oh, have yeah. him play uh santa claus i think you get that same kind of vibe or A different vibe, but probably just as funny and entertaining movie. It was directed by Clay Cadis, who previously's biggest movie that he had directed uh, by himself was the Angry Birds movie. His biggest claim to fame, though, really, was that he was a head animator and was the head or the assistant head of actual animation at disney wow what a pivot for him during like the 2000s so like he was like an animator on frozen he was an animator on a bunch of like their 2000 uh 2010s movies
1: big years for clay
0: the christmas chronicles was released on november 22nd 2018 on netflix this was before netflix started putting their movies in theaters for a short theatrical run so they could qualify for the oscars so this was just a netflix release
1: No budget, no box office information for this one because, you know, of course, we're just Netflix on TV. So let me read you the one sentence plot summary. Ready for this one?
0: Oh, I am ready. (laughs) It's actually one sentence, so I'm okay.
1: I I know. My
0: anxiety goes through the roof. When I have to cross out one and put two sentence plots, I just, (laughs) I I have to take some medicine, just to calm down. (sighs) All right,
1: ready? Yes. The story of sister and brother Kate and Teddy Pierce, whose Christmas Eve plan to catch Santa Claus on camera turns into an unexpected journey that most kids could only dream about
0: just a classic mike and caroline or caroline and mike's uh, screen rewrite this movie yeah. may be even funnier if they are kate and tate uh, <laughs> n- not non-twins five years apart in age no, named kate and kate and tate i think that is hysterical <laughs>
1: Okay, so the shining star for me in this one is definitely Kurt Russell. Not
0: Lars the CGI elf?
1: I love kurt russell i think he's adorable in this movie he is my jam of a man i love the hair i love that 80 percent of that beard is his very own and he's just got that swagger man red leather on santa yes yes please i love everything i'm seeing all of it. His tood is to die for.
0: I, I, I saw this and I was like, Caroline is going to like this movie. This is right up yeah, your alley.
1: He's like a 70 plus and he's just like, man, he's just rocking it. Do you see those moves? I, I mean, he's Man's made got he, moves. I mean,
0: he's got, he's kind of made a career out of a just, I mean, he's made a, obviously, he's had a long career, but there's a whole <laughs> subsection of his career that is just Elvis adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, from uh, the the TV movie Elvis, 1979, where he was the lead, he plays Elvis, Tango and Cash. Uh, his birth date in that movie is August 16th, which is the date that Elvis passed away. He does the voiceover as young Elvis in Forrest Gump, like off screen. I, I think it was actually uncredited uh, off screen voice of young Elvis. He plays an ex con who robs a casino during an Elvis impersonator convention in Three Thousand Miles to Graceland in 2001, and here that. Banging a uh, blues song in the jail is Elvis Presley's Santa Claus is Back in Town, which has been redone a bunch of times, but Elvis did it first. and really popularized the song.
1: I love that it's totally Kurt singing it and performing the entire thing.
0: Do you want to hear a little bit of it? I captured the whole sure. thing for you. In fact, cause I figured we'd sprinkle it a little bit uh, throughout Sure. Here.
1: Would we call this blues? What would we call this?
0: Oh, this is blues. I mean, Elvis, everything, everything Elvis did basically was just was just appropriating it's like rock 50s and blues. Roll
1: blues i mean there's something more to it yeah right? but it's like, it, but
0: it's it's e-chord blues though i mean it's it's, bum, 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 bum. It, it's 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 a rock and roll version of that yeah this is i think this is this is rock and roll blues
2: now ladies let's get this party started christmas Hey, you be a real good little girl. For Santa Claus is back in town. Got no slave with reindeer. No sack on my back. you gonna see me coming in a big black.
0: <laughs> we can play a little bit more I, later I know but...
1: that like if anyone has seen a profile picture of me I have a certain smirk that I can get on that is like exactly the smirk I put on when this song started playing I was just I just like can close my eyes and smirk myself silly over
0: here I, I'm going to jump ahead because I know there was a line in here that would have made me
1: oh I know it's the chimney line
0: uh, hmm, <laughs> let's jump ahead real quick I think it's just about here
2: Up your pretty stockings. Turn out the lights, Santa Claus is coming down your chimney. Oh, mm. Mm. Down your chimney. Down your chimney. Falling on the ground. Down your chimney. Oh, you be a real good little oh, baby. Santa
1: Claus back in time. The sauce factor of like, you know, a gazillion. I love, 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 love the mood. That this brings, love it, 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 love it, love it. It's
0: a total vibe. It's a total vibe. The leather
1: coat started the vibe, and it just continued. His perfect pompadour, like shut up, everything about it, Santa. I mean,
0: you get you get you have little Stevie and his band, the the Soul Disciples, playing in prison with the, and then you you have the girls, (laughs) the backup singers. Oh, everything about it just worked. Listen, I watched this movie at five thirty a.m. and I was wired. I mean, I've, I'm still going. I mean, it, it is it is deep into <laughs> That's nighttime.
1: How hard Kurt got into your chimney? Huh? I,
0: oh my god, he he I mean, <laughs> down my chimney and blew out the back. So yeah, oh, uh, wow, oof, Lord, uh, yeah, no. I mean, it was fantastic, fantastic. It was. Uh, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed this movie. The first twenty minutes or so, a little slow when it's the kids and they're doing all they're setting the table. As soon as he shows up, I was. Leaning forward, totally engaged in this movie.
1: I was thinking about the different Santa Clauses that we have visited throughout these 46 weeks. And the reason why I love this Santa Claus so much is because I feel like he and Mrs. Claus actually match up with that origin story we were given way back with Rankin and Bass, where we have, you know, Jessica and Chris Kringle. And, and the, you could tell, like, Jessica could become mrs claus in this movie in the christmas chronicles like yeah. you could see her become that and you can with the long lashes that we kind of teased about and stuff like she was a saucy lady right and yeah. so it makes sense that this is the couple that i wanted to see at the end of the line here for like well, where are we now in 2018 with the kringles like i want to see them now and these are the guys i wanted to see
0: if you have any doubt that jessica from santa claus is coming to town the 1970 uh rankin and bass animated movie is not goldie hawn in 2018 then you're just not paying attention
1: it's perfection it feels like it was prophesied
0: that it was for her to (laughs) to show up at the end and and what perfect right i mean goldie and kurt are kind of one of those couples that have made it i mean they're together 35 plus years at this point it's kind of remarkable yeah. You know, it, it kind of makes you believe in Hollywood love a little bit.
1: Well, and going back to, to that Rankin and Bass, like, origin story, that whole, like, you know, more like Germany and the mountains and all that stuff, the way that his coat works. First of all, he's like European Santa. Like, he's got, like, way more slick of an outfit, you know, like kind of European men, suave looking, right? But the even the fur on his coat, that is, it was so much more authentic looking fur than this the white fluff. Like, it was the type you would actually see. It was someone who lives in in the North Pole and it had that like German influence to it that like way back from like the Chris Kringle story like what we were what we were supposed to believe Santa Claus would morph into I love it
0: uh, they don't really go into it here I mean you hear Santa speaking elvish what what subtitles refer to as elvish' we but it's definitely a Eastern European kind of dialect. It's you know the very kind of hard sound. It's not like really, it's not Russian, but it's like a the the very hard Slovakian kind of tongue that they're kind of speaking, like a version of that. It, not to do spoilers, but in Christmas Chronicles Two, the sequel Uh-oh. to this movie, Did you, have you watched it yet? I haven't, but I in looking something up, I came across a, a, a summary of it. Goldie Hawn plays a larger role in that movie. Mrs. Claus is much more involved in that movie, and apparently she gives like a real origin story of how Santa comes together with the elves, and apparently the elves were kind of rescued from Turkey. Ah. Yeah, so there is this very Eastern European crossroads of the world kind of thing. I love the Santa because of a couple things that we really highlighted that we liked about Arthur, if you remember Arthur from a few yes, weeks ago. Yes, yes, yes. Where, I thought
1: of this as soon as they showed the sleigh. I was like, this looks like Arthur's Christmas. But
0: I think like, because this is live action, it worked so much better for me, even than Arthur, which I really liked uh, what they were doing in Arthur. But the idea of explaining the how he gets around the world... Uh, the the fact that he speaks all these different languages. There is a clock. There are stakes. He's only have he only has X number of hours to get it done. I love the montage towards the end of the movie where they're counting the clock down, how many minutes as he's going to stop to stop to stop, making his way across, you know, making his way across west, you know, racing the sun. I loved all of that. And it really hit on all the stuff that Arthur was talking about is how does Santa do this in a night? But it also mixes the old world. There's a hall of letters. He's wearing a very European outfit. He's speaking all of these dialects. There's a very old Santa feel about Mm -hmm. this, but he's also embraced technology. There are portals everywhere. He's using wormholes, you know, to get across (laughs) the world kind of thing. It's very good blend of tech. An Old World to explain how Santa gets it all done in the 21st century. I loved it. I loved it.
1: I think that that sentence alone actually explains this movie very well. It has a really great mix of the myths and the the sort of characteristics that we know traditionally of Santa, but then it mixes in new, some new ideas about Santa, some things that, that we maybe didn't realize about him. I love that because it actually brought him into, you know, our world. It's not just this idea of this ancient Santa, but like, He's here now, like he's within a couple of years. This movie is of where we are now, and I could see this guy existing here now.
0: This is a Santa that's a humanized Santa. He acknowledges that people do bad things, and that doesn't necessarily make you irredeemable. But you know, it kind of puts a burr up his butt. You know, he's not happy with the bar bouncer. You know, he's he's right. dropping, he's he's shaming him in this bar about his convictions and his stealing. The guy stole a charger and drove it to work. That's super. Ballsy. And Invalidated. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I mean, valeted. That was the main thing. I kept thinking. I was like, not only did he drive it to work, he didn't just park it in the back. He valeted the stolen car.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I mean, but you know, <laughs> he's. I love that bar scene when he's going around. First, yes. you have um, Wendy, right? The the hostess who I don't know if you ever watched Crazy Ex Girlfriend on the CW. It's a show I'm kind of going through right now. There's a lot of music in it, and you know that's kind of my jam. I love music and TV shows. Anyway, uh, Vella Lavelle who plays. Is Wendy, the hostess here, she's very funny in uh, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on the CW. If you want to see more of her, but like the the range of people, right? She's totally taken in and is a believer, right? She comes from a long line of believers, but then you have um, you have this wide range of people who think he's crazy. Maybe he's kidnapped these children. People who are outright hostile as their first response to it. I mean, the the scene where he exchanges the car for the for the baseball card.
1: Yes although that was like a whole moment i was like oh.
0: in reality that mickey mantle rookie card sold in 2018 for 2.88 million dollars
1: <laughs> i my heart broke in half every
0: boy like, oh! our age every kid who is our age now had a mother sometimes a father, but definitely a mother who threw away a box, at least one shoebox full of baseball cards that probably could pay for your kid's education at this point. <laughs> I, I know I did. I had boxes and boxes and boxes. I was just talking actually to a random guy I met in a diner about this exact phenomenon. Everything this guy went through in this bar scene, I literally was just reliving with a guy uh, over the weekend at a diner talking about our moms ripping up our cards or throwing them away. So wow. I felt, yeah, it hurt my heart. It hurt my heart. Yeah, but I love, but, you know, he's not, he's not, like, doing, like, ho, 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 like, everyone love each other. You know, this is like a Santa, he's dropping truth bombs, he's telling it like it is, he's like, you're on a bad path, Teddy, you're gonna wind up like this guy, stealing chargers and going to work and being a barback, like, you're on a bad path, dude, you know, he, I like this, I like, it's Kurt, I mean, it's Santa, it's it's
1: his vibe that is, like, shining through.
0: That's exactly right, it is a perfect blend of everything that Kurt Russell brings to a role, whether it is... Escape from uh, New York, or it's Overboard, or it's the Christmas Chronicles, there is a Kurt Russell vibe that he brings with him. And even when he's wearing a Santa suit, it's, it's there, and it makes it very accessible and very enjoyable.
1: It's this like super sweet man who's also rugged yeah. and and like kind and sexy and but like still like like just cool as the day is long.
0: Oh my god, at the the end of the movie, when Mrs. Claus kind of sits in his lap and she says, uh, were you just a little bit naughty last night?" And he's like, well, well, yeah, but, you know, in a good way. Oh, I mean, the, well, these, two,
1: these two saucy. These two, they I mean, are. They're <laughs> like
0: These two, like, little minx immortals that, you know, have a great bedroom life. Good for them. Their chemistry is pretty undeniable. But this movie also has some great christmas themes it has some great themes about believing in yourself and believing in 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 others this need to for especially our parents to be proud of us and for us to be proud of ourselves this movie is working overtime to hit us on the head with these themes that become so important especially at christmas time i really really
1: really enjoyed it
0: i mean we can get into it i have definitely some clips i want to i want to play but uh what are some other high level things you either liked or did not like about this movie
1: I really liked how they managed to sprinkle the lyrics to Santa Claus is coming to town one line at a time in his dialogue. Like he would turn around and say... Like that, like when he was talking to the guys in the in the prison, and he's like he's like just be good, and he he like says it like that, and you know the next line is like for goodness sake, like in the yeah. in the song, you know, right. or you know, and he says little lines like that. He's like he's like don't pout, like he says little lines from the song that is just sprinkled throughout the whole thing, which again is a callback to me to Rankin and Bass. Remember how they did that? Yeah, how they just said like individual little lines around, and you were like they're singing the whole song. It was frosty
0: right they're like building the song there right through the story yeah
1: they would just say it in the story and i love that i also liked the entire magic of the hat because instantly i was like that's like frosty you know right. now i know that morphs as you get to the end of the whole story but just me thinking the entire movie that the magic's in the hat is a total, you know, frosty nod. Oh, for oh my me. God.
0: It's a total frosty nod. And, you know, and there's a great metaphor and twist at the end of the movie that reveals itself in a way that, I, I mean, I don't even know if everyone's picking up on it, but it actually works on a, on a really deep, important level for Teddy's story, the hat reveal. But uh, to, to stay with the magic part of it, when he says this in the jail cell right before the song gets going, I like stopped and I was like, and I backed it up and I listened to it a couple times.
2: I know, I know, but this is Christmas Eve, and that means there's magic in the air. What? Magic.
0: Magic. What am I supposed to do with this, man? Play it. (laughs) Pulling stuff behind his back and out of his pockets. He's doing it with the cop who refuses to believe. He's pulling out G.I. Joe's and Han Solo action figures. You know, just the magic of it. Magic is palpable. This guy is bringing magic with him, but he's also pulling it out of the air that exists at Christmas time. There's something in that Christmas air, right? That's what uh, yep. we learn in Frosty the Snowman. Okay. Yeah, making a bass, right?
1: They totally teach us. Okay, so here's the thing also that I was just like really taken by. And I think it's maybe just as an adult. I don't even know. Is I, I, don't, I would definitely not catch this as a kid. So I know with the hat... That part was very like, okay wow, what a little moment there. But with the police officer, when he waits in that cell until the police officer who doesn't believe finally clicks the key and opens the cell door just for him to like go up and smoke because Mm -hmm. he could have always left. Yeah, I, I don't say yep like it's duh. Kids wouldn't get that. I like teared up at yeah. the concept of like Santa would stick around until you believed, and then he can leave. But he could have always left. It's like the Dorothy, you know, like like it was always in you. Because
0: at that point, I'm still thinking it's because he has the hat now, right? Because the Lars, or I think it's Lars. Mm-hmm. The Elf says, "You know, Mrs. Claus always reminds you to take a spare." Because okay. because he had said that earlier to the kids that she always reminds mm-hmm. him to take a spare. So I, you know, that he thought so it was because he had the hat back. But we learned he could have done it any time. When he does that though, and he waits for the cell to open the guy and the guy is just smiling now he's finally he's finally converted officer Dave uh, Dave Pavetta played by Martin Roach you know, he's smiling. Wide. He's like, come on, get out of here. And he just kind of like touches his nose and up he goes. I was smiling wide. I think I might have even did like a fist pump. So what I'm saying, yeah, I'm like, yes, it was amazing. I loved that scene. It See, was.
1: I got like teary eyed. Like I had a totally different emotional response. Like I wasn't fist pumping. I was like, Santa could have left the whole time. Like I was actually like, oh, <laughs> because, you know, the other part was that none of the other police officers heard the bells. And that was so Mm. Polar Express. I was like, when he says, what's that noise? And Santa goes, that sleigh bell. And the other cop goes, what noise? And none of them ever, they don't hear the bells. And I was like, they're not hearing the bells. Like, I was like, I really felt like this is crazy. But Mike, in so many ways, all the movies that we watched up to this point, Actually, like, wove back into this movie. Like, there's a lot. If you are like a very good Christmas movie watcher, I think if you watch this movie, you will say, oh, "That's from this. Oh, that's from that." Like, that's the like they they took the little nuggets from other stories and like wove it in to say like. Polar Express is real. Here's the bell story. You know, Rankin and Bass Frosty, here's the importance of a of a magic hat. We can all like believe in that until we you know, we need to be given different information. Um but like every little part, even I thought like the reindeer and the and the way that they were acting and how you know, we kind of thought that reindeer were, like, not the nicest, coolest animals. Guess what? I didn't think these reindeer were the nicest, coolest animals. And that was like, that actually matched it up with all of our Rudolph story. Like, they were kind of weird, and so were the ones in the Rankin-Bass one.
0: And, but they, so are the ones kind of in Arthur, right? It's not like they're, they, you know, you expect yes. reindeer in the Christmas story to be kind of like dogs, right? Really faithful dogs that if they get lost from Santa, they come right back. No! All evidence to the contrary is that reindeer are racehorses, and they are just going to keep going until they are stopped and or redirected somehow. And these yeah. deer are the same way. I mean, little Katie, little Katie cat, she's fallen off the deer. Comet's not slowing down. He's like, girl, yeah. I'm running. He's like, you told me to go, <laughs> I'm going. I only had two speeds. Stop and hella fast. So, yeah. you know, uh, but, but the bell made me stop and think of Polar Express. You know what also made me think of uh, Polar Express what? was when she, she works her way through the tunnel portal and winds up in the North Pole, which, what a cool idea that his sack is yes. connected to the North Pole. I love that.
1: And But doesn't that make so much more sense? Because people of are course. like, how could, he, how could he have all the toys in his sack? Well, the doy, there's like a tube to the North Pole that just feeds out of his sack.
0: If, I, if I came across any kid and I, I haven't sat down Tom, I told Tom actually right before he went to bed tonight, before I started to record, I said, I actually have a movie that we are going to watch. And he's a little bit old now. right? He's 13. But if any kid ever started questioning me about how it all works, this is going to be the movie I go to to yeah. show a modern 21st century kid. How Santa, how it all works for Santa, and it all makes sense. But when she tumbles down that center column of presence and rolls to the floor, that reminded me of like the central. Area in Polar Express. Do you remember when they? Oh break yeah, in when and, they all
1: yeah, yeah yeah yeah,
0: and they kind of come down that. Cent- it's like you know, it's almost like a the like rip like and pull uh,
1: kind of yeah, thing, yeah yeah,
0: but it's like a central pole kind of thing, and it like also reminded me of kind of Polar Express because we don't actually see too much North Pole depiction in these movies. You get some an elf, you get the outside where they're going to build their castle, in Santa Claus is coming to town, but you don't get a lot of interior shots, especially in live action movie of the North Pole.
1: know what I love, too? Like, going back to our Rankin Bass origin story, if we all remember, the whole thing about Kris Kringle and and his elves were that they were toy makers. They were master toy makers. And that they wanted to share their toys with other people. When he is able to, like, craft uh, an actual workable, you know, quote-unquote toy, if you will, but, like, a device, essentially, that he, because he's a master toy maker, that is one of the very first times... If you really think about all the movies we've seen, that that's come into play, you know, like, yeah, like, the Santa from, like you know, Miracle on 34th Street or or any like Santa hasn't drawn on the fact that he actually is kind of MacGyver and like could could make a lot of different things out of nothing like fascinating that they went there. And I'm so glad they did because you're right. This explains so many questions kids could have.
0: I mean, but also for adults, remember when she's when she goes into the anti-grab section of the toy bag floating around there? There's like full cars, which connects to yeah. earlier in the movie when the cops, first, after they crashed the charger, the cops are, he's like, well, I, I was going to, you know, bring the car back to the lot as soon as I'm done with it. And they're like, yeah, you're going to bring it back in this condition? He's like, well, I was going to have the body work done. The elves, they make <laughs> thousands of cars every year. You yeah, know, yeah. I love this idea that these guys are all master craftsmen, no matter what it is. All of the elves are all armed with craftsman tools at all times, including blowtorches. It's it it all makes sense. Like there's no gaps in this story for and a Christmas story. They're kind
1: of wild. Like yes. which I love too. feral
0: like, almost. Yeah.
1: Well, and and the reindeer are like that, and Santa Claus is kind of like that. Like they're all kind of wild like they all have this energy and this like kind of like gleam in their eye like like this world can't hold me i live like on another plane that y'all don't even understand as humans and like this is where we live and we we're just like buck wild out here and yeah. i freaking love it
0: he's got his woman he's got his animals he's got his little tiny elf friends he's he's eating cookies and drinking eggnog and he's
1: <laughs> And stay in Svelte.
0: Yeah, I the recurring <laughs> bit of him being yes. so angry at Fat Santa when yes. he when he crashes through the sign. Well, when Teddy is driving the sled and crashes through the the Fat Santa sign, and he laughs, laughs and he turns and take that fat man. I am laughing. I was laughing hysterically. And at the point, it was <laughs> like six twenty five in the morning, and I was laughing hysterically. When he <laughs>
1: stood up in the um, police station and he stands up and he like points to his butt and he's like, "Does this look like a big fat butt to you?" And he's like right. doing all that. I love. All of it. Well, because, it.
0: but that's a great little clue because I, I, a lot of people have the idea of Santa because of Coca Cola. People don't really yes. realize the the modern concept of what Santa looks like dates back to I think it's like 1917 or 18. Coke came up with that image of Santa putting it on their cans and their bottles, and it propagated from there. So our modern our modern idea of the big jolly belly, all that that all is just good branding coming out of Atlanta.
1: And you know, it makes so much more sense for him to be this version. Like, why wouldn't Santa be a badass? Why would he be an old fat man?
0: Right. Did you see him bouncing from house to house? You yeah. know?
1: <sighs> Like, he could do anything, though. Like, he could make any magic happen.
0: I would not want to, uh, yeah. I would not want to do, like, you know, go squat for squat or or lunge for lunge with him. I I don't oh think no. I'm going to be able to he hang in there. He would
1: blow humans out of the water. He would just, it's not even part of our world.
0: I also love the whole bit when they first, uh, when the kids first meet him. And uh, she's like, give me a ho, ho, ho. And he's like, I don't say ho, ho, ho. That's a myth. And he says, fake news. Which I know in 2021, even, it is still a thing. But in 2018. That's like the height of topical references to call him saying ho 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 fake news. It made me chuckle. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it a lot.
1: It was so. it was definitely a moment where I was like, oh, this is they're definitely going modern on this. Like this is not going to be you know your grandpa's Santa Claus. Like this is going to be a Santa Claus who reads the newspaper, and knows what's up in the world. Like you know he he's got opinions and he's not afraid to share them. <laughs> and and I'm I'm so here for it. You know, modern. But then also he keeps a
0: handwritten letter of of kate's family's family tree of 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 long line of true believers because then you remember we see him filling in that blank yes. spot that teddy spot at the end of the movie but so yeah he's modern and he's got this kind of badass take but he also has these old traditions that he doesn't give up like he doesn't need this santa has a, a video wall for video letters as well as his handwritten you know correspondences but he's still maintaining a written handbook of family trees of all the true believers in the world That's fantastic. I love... All of that blending.
1: It is so dead on for continuing to fold in like so that everybody could enjoy this movie. Like if you're someone who has this sense of like, no, there's like a there's a, like a calligraphy written naughty and nice list. Yeah, you're right. And he's going to like fold that in. Or if you're a younger person, you're like, but I send like a video message to Santa. Yeah, you're right. That's in here, too. Like I, the, the movie manages to bring everyone in and be like all your traditions, all your ideas about Santa. It's all mixed in here. You're going to see a little piece of it.
0: You know, you mentioned Polar Express earlier, and we both found different things uh, to a couple different things to point to. There's actually little bits of the Polar Express score, actually, that are lifted into this movie. I think there's two different spots where they play some of the Polar Express score, too. So they were definitely acknowledging all of these other kind of Christmas. If Hugh Grant had walked across the screen at some point, also, (laughs) I would not have been surprised or something. I wanted to go to some of the themes because one of the themes of Polar Express, that's what that's i had it i had a reason i had a tangent for my segue was belief right that was that was the thing belief is a massive part of this movie if you're talking theme christmas or not the idea of belief and believing and believing in general is the word belief is said a ton of times santa says it uh, uh kate says it to uh santa santa says it back to kate you know he she says i always believed in you and he gives this great kurt russell santa kurt wink at her <laughs> she says on the, tr- the steps of the church before they find the christmas sack i see dad every day because i see him in you i always believed in you but then you have this this is kind of the the climax of it when teddy is driving to sleigh and he's having this crisis day he's going to crash the thing you have this great kind of come to jesus moment
2: they won't go up what do i need to do <laughs> you've always just had to do one thing teddy Believed. But I do believe in you! No, 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 I'm not talking about me. You have to believe in yourself. The way your mother believes in you. And your sister. The way your father believed in you. You are a Pierce, Teddy. And a Pierce always sees it through! In-
1: Oh,
0: I love what he says let's go young man it's so yes. great but this idea that it doesn't matter that you believe in me it doesn't matter that I that I believe in you santa claus you have to believe in you and and the people that you're worried most in your life do believe in you when he sees the ornament and it's very hokey and it's very schmaltzy I didn't
1: think it was hokey I loved it
0: I I. I, I could see the jaded out there being like oh you know and mm-hmm. I read in scripts that this this becomes too treacle tart at the end it worked for me when he sees his dad's reflection in the ornament that's because that's what his sister had just told him in the middle of the night was I see dad every day because I see him in you I hope you know like I think about I mean, it always comes back to me and Tom right I hope that in when, one day I am gone. I hope he looks in the mirror and sees me, and sees me being proud of him in his reflection. I don't know. Maybe if you don't have kids, maybe if you know, it's something hard to express, maybe you don't have the relationships, but that is a very real feeling. And I, you always want the teddies out there, especially boys, especially as they're going through the teenage years with their dads. The idea that he didn't believe it, he would be so disappointed in me. When he's sitting on the trip steps, the church steps, he has stolen a car. He has gone way beyond just being a naughty kid. But his whole thing is dad would be so disappointed in me. That breaks my heart to hear. Like, I, I was having, like, some real emotions for this kid. He, I think Judah Lewis does a fine job in this. I think he's well outshined by Darby Camp, his sister who plays Kate Pierce. That scene worked for me. I believed him when he said my dad would be so disappointed in me if he saw me. That's powerful.
1: I have to tell you that when he looked into the ornament and he said, I'm proud of you to his dad. And then his dad said, I'm proud of you. I looked over at Jack and I said, Oh, Mike might cry during this part because that part of not just the dad <laughs> saying, I'm proud of you, but having the boy say, I'm proud of you, dad. I was like, oh, that's going to choke up Mike for sure, because it is so heartfelt and it is so reciprocated, you know, the the being proud and the believing in each other. I love that it's not just parent to kid, that it's siblings to one another and it's the kid back to the parents. And, you know, I think it just brings together that Charlie Brown feel that you love of, like, everybody believe in everybody else. And, like, that's how we get through the rest of the year when it's not Christmas. Was I a little right? Did you get a little choked up?
0: A hundred percent. I'm sitting here tearing up now. I had to take off my glasses and wipe my eyes just (laughs) just listening to you talk (laughs) about that.
1: These these goddamn movies, Caroline,
0: they get to me. I feel them in such a way the older I get, the older Tom gets I can't get through any of these movies that have these parent child especially that and it's always the sons and dads I can't (laughs) I can't get through them without just becoming a complete mess because Christmas is a very important holiday it's the only one I really care about it's the only holiday that makes me really feel alive and makes me kind of reset and think about things that are important all the other ones kind of just skate by this Christmas it's why we're doing this instead of 52 weeks of Halloween you know like (laughs) this is the one that that gets to me on a really just on my soul level
1: that whole theme of like goodwill towards each other and taking care of each other taking
0: care of each other
1: and how much we all need to do that and and Santa encouraging that which again it just gets so far away from the presence and the and the nonsense that people get really wrapped up in when it comes to Christmas spending money money doesn't even get brought up that's not a thing no one talks about shopping in no. this which is no. pretty remarkable that we got to get away from that and get back to this is about believing in each other and having each other's back being a family taking care of one another all of those things which includes Mrs. Claus taking care of him the elves taking care of him him taking care of, of all of his little brood there everyone like reaching out that is i think why that bar scene actually really bothered me that not one person could be found that would step up and and help Someone who asked for help on Christmas Eve.
0: Wendy would, though. The only the only
1: one who she did help. You're right. And she was a true believer. Well,
0: that was the thing, right? The only one who was willing to help him was the one that he wouldn't take anything from because she had so little to begin with. She says here, take all of my tips
1: very true i
0: mean very come true. on But that's the condition though right that's it he's looking at his watch he his, his christmas spirit is is literally dwindling by the second on his watch because of this because of this spirit he tells the officer he tells the D- officer dave he's like listen you don't let me out of here This station's gonna fill up you're gonna start feeling it i i want to play the christmas must endure clip in a second but before we get there You brought up such a great point that it's important for us to drill down because it plays back into the entire hat reveal at the end. The intangible presence that we can give each other that is embodied in this movie that Santa gives Teddy and he gives the officer. You already raised a great point that he gives the officer. He's already coaching him about Lisa. She's going to call. He's like, I know that's Lisa calling you. You should take the call And it. He picks up the phone. It's Lisa. He waits before he goes up and he lets him open the door. He does that to give him the intangible gift of believing in Santa Claus again, believing in goodness and hope and joy again. That's an intangible gift you can't find in Best Buy. You can't find um, at Walmart online. The intangible gift of belief and hope, you can't. The entire thing with Teddy is great because he we learn he wrote to santa i'd like to see my dad again i don't know if that's something you can do think about what it must take for this jaded teenager to write to santa claus to ask for something so impossible just at his wits end he's he's just desperate to connect with his father again santa can't give him that he gives him the ornament at the end he does give him something tangible this entire night though was a lesson in getting Teddy to believe in himself as the intangible present of what he couldn't give him physically because he couldn't bring his dad back from the dead. So he took them on this wild ride. Once he met up with this kid, he, you know, it worked out. He took him on this entire wild ride to teach him the lesson of the power of believing, believing in yourself and believing in each other. These kids, they they are they have strayed from each other, and they are back together. They are believing in each other. He's believing in himself. That's what the power of that hat scene is. You know, I'm Santa Claus. It, 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 just the the swagger with it as he lifts his arms and mm-hmm. the sand of, and the sled floats up right. behind him. All of that. It was like it was like a thunderbolt hit me. I was like he did this all for Teddy, all to teach Teddy about believing in himself that he is a Pierce and Pierce always sees it through, and and you 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 could always do it. We all knew it. We all believe in you. You need to believe in you. That's fantastic. That's a because because you can't you can't get that. That's not something you give someone a gift card for. You can't get a gift card for good g- belief.
1: It made me think about like when people speak about why they like Christmas time and how, you know, uh, people are more generous at Christmas time and they they're more giving. Maybe you pay for someone's Starbucks in the line behind you or maybe you go out of your way to do something just nice for your neighbor or something. That little nugget is the santa claus magic that renewal of hope and belief in others someone will step up for you someone believes in you someone's looking out for you someone else sees you in the Mm -hmm. world that's not santa claus that's other people but it's like the magic and the and the encouragement from santa to be generous and to be you know that type of person who sees everyone when they're sleeping and sees other people's situations who needs help who needs something see them and act on it that's santa claus
0: santa claus is the avatar for you are seen you i see you you are not invisible in this world you are seen and you are not invisible are, are really big themes for me especially in the last few years have become important themes for me to remind myself and and to remind others that are that i hold near and dear to me and you know there there's a I don't know if you ever heard the the Broadway show Dear Evan Hansen that was a movie that didn't do great uh, recently the the big pinnacle song towards the end, towards the end of the first act is called you know you will be found and it's this entire idea of you are not invisible you are not alone and uh, there was a show on sci-fi for years that I was a big fan of uh, you know called the Magicians that also one of the guiding themes of it were you you are not alone like you may feel alone but you're not. Just look up and look around and someone is there. There are people there you are seen, And this movie shows us that in the form of Santa. It's okay to believe and to hope and you're not going to get burned by it. Someone will be there. Someone is there. You just need to kind of reach out your paw a little bit and someone's going to be there to take it. (laughs)
1: You know who is the embodiment of this little believer is definitely Darby Camp, but we have to hit on Kate's story because she really is supposed to be our little star.
0: she is i think i mean she she gives i love her
1: her, the actress i mean did you know her from other things
0: i didn't i mean i recognized the name but i couldn't place exactly why i knew her but i knew you did so
1: zero celebrities on facebook and i follow darby camp (laughs) 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 because she is she is like just entrenched in my brain as in the leftovers and she is just she was just amazing in that she's young patty in that i just thought she was like amazing and like my kids love her she's in clifford currently oh, and okay. my kids are totally into her she just like uh rang the bell on like wall street the other day why do i know that because it was on her facebook page <laughs> like why do i follow this kid i don't really know but she's just like the most anti-disney down-to-earth little actress out there right now i feel like and uh and she was just perfect to be in this movie because she has the sass of being like a modern day kid there's nothing about her where i felt like she was like trying to be cool or trying to be you know just an average child like she was fun and cute and you know sassy when she needed to be and very very huge heart like her watching her own like home videos of her family through the years like Mm, that that like got me, you know. That's one of the things in Christmas vacation. You know, uh, when Clark's watching his own home movies. There's like a whole thing of like watching the Christmases of yesteryear, you know, and getting a chance to see them and remember and reminisce. That's another whole part of Christmas that I think is amazing. And that and that actually this Santa Claus does. He goes around and reminds people of when they were younger and ha- lets them reminisce about the things that they wanted. And Darby just does a great job, I think, throughout the entire movie of selling belief. She's not like a dorky. I just believe in everything. She's like she's just so sincere. And authentic as a little person who one hundred percent believes she
0: hears the bell. She she she, she, she learned how to hear the bell from her father and his his unbridled joy for the season that's what the movie that's the table setting that the movie's doing in the you know the learning to use the camcorder and capturing or capturing all of these seasonal moments on tape he she learns that at his knee in these opening scenes of the movie and then continues on that legacy and she's documenting all of it because she she's carrying on she still hears the bell that he taught her to hear and that she takes upon herself to try and remind teddy you know he he's on the steps and he says you know he would be so disappointed in me and then he says but it really what's about is that he's so mad at his father that he would give up and leave his family, his wife and his kids for these strangers, you know, that he would sacrifice himself kind of thing. She says, you know, I see dad every day. I see him in you. And he says, you're just saying that so I feel better. She's like, I am, but I also believe it, right? And she tells Santa Claus, I always believed in you. And he says, I know. And he winks at her.
1: No, I need people to wink at me.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, it just... I need more Santa Claus moments in my life.
0: This whole idea of, you know, the night being about so Teddy could see his father again in himself. Right. The, the, the You know, the I'm so proud of you moment with the ornament. That all is happening because Katie is propelling that forward. She's pushing this. She's pushing this envelope because she has this unshakable belief she knows she's right. She just wants to, she wants to be able to bring along all of these non-believers. When Santa looks at, uh, well, let's play this clip because this is, this, is, this is one of those apex clips, I think, in the movie about Christmas and being a believer or a lost believer.
2: Huh. If I'm not up and running in the next couple of hours, half the continent's not going to get presents. And that, well, that can never happen. I mean, so a few brats don't get presents. It's not the end of the world. That's just the kind of lame garbage I'd expect from a lost believer. You listen to me, Teddy Pierce. Tonight, young boys and girls all over the globe are waiting, hoping, expecting Santa Claus to arrive. If I don't, well... You don't want to know what happened the last time I couldn't make my rounds. Yes, we do. Tell us. You've heard of the Dark Ages? You read about all those wars in school? Yeah, sure, but wait, those happened because you missed Christmas? Christmas spirit is more powerful than you could ever imagine. People need Christmas to remind themselves of how good they can be. Without it, well, Christmas simply must endure.
0: Christmas must endure for intangible reasons that we can't even... We can't even say why. It just is. The correlation is there. If you don't have Christmas, bad things happen. I believe that. I... Pfft sign me up i'm 100 on board with that
1: which movie was it that we were talking about i'm trying a blank when we went back to actually look and it what was it was it was arthur, that was arthur. it was arthur christmas of course, oh. yes when there actually were years that didn't have christmas yeah okay Right, so because grandpa
0: like- santa messes it up right he gets greedy he Takes the, he takes the sled out and like he has to go on the lamb
1: but it was based in reality. It was based in yes, history. Right, because there were years was without. Right. Really, wow. To me, I didn't know that that was a thing.
0: Yeah, th- this is a total double feature with Arthur Christmas. It really is. I think you probably get a lot out of it if you watch these kind of back to back. Maybe Polar Express if you can get through the Dead Eyes uh, Arthur Christmas <laughs> and then finish it with with this one. Yeah, th- but this idea of the lost believer—I've never heard that term. But I've never heard that term also in relation to Christmas. And it's it's so specific because it's not saying you're not a believer. It's not saying you don't believe. It's saying you used to, but like a sheep, have gotten lost. You're a lost believer. That's a very specific thing because it's also redeemable. Someone who's lost can be found. You can fix someone who's lost. You can find someone who is lost teddy is proof of that teddy is lost at the beginning of this movie and he's found by the end of it that it by itself if nothing else it, i'm gesticulating wildly here
1: <laughs> i can feel you <laughs>
0: that by itself is a hugely important theme that we all forget and give up on people too too often give up on ourselves too too often you're not forsaken You're you may just be lost and you can if you're lost you can be found Please hold on to that thought. It's it's huge. It's 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 the it's the ballgame, I think.
1: Let's talk about the mom. Let's talk about what's going on with Kimberly Williams Paisley, because she's clear Pierce. And I thought that in this day and age to make her a nurse who needed to get to the hospital and her saying that it was so important even on Christmas that she does go in, most important on Christmas because these were people who didn't have anyone else to take care of them. She needed to go in. I mean, gosh, when we talked about relatability and like, would kids understand different movies and, and you know, what was going on back then? Because we've watched a lot of older movies. I thought this was just like nail on the head. Like, who isn't understanding that these yeah. days?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a little extreme to leave your little kid and slightly older little kid home on christmas eve but also you one she's a nurse and that's a duty that's a duty and you a calling
1: called. yeah my my mom was an rn i mean my mom worked nights i mean this this is exactly what it's like
0: it's a duty and a calling and you have to answer that call which is again kind of what teddy though remember teddy is mad about his father about kind of the same thing right answering this call and 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 calling to this duty so she's playing with fire here and may not even realize you know the source of Teddy Anger, but also she's you know has to make money for her family she's the only one here she's the one keeping it all afloat the reaction she has to walking into the house being fully trimmed and she even saying it it's done exactly how your dad would do it it's all i wanted again that intangible gift of the idea of you have resurrected this thing that's lost because i can't do it like your dad did it there is a an intangible X factor joy to how their father would decorate for the holiday. And she's working on Christmas Eve, you know, she needs Santa to be helping with presents because she may not be there to be wrapping stuff, you know, so good. So good. I mean, she's not in the movie a terrible amount, but the parts that she's in, she's playing a mom at the, at her ropes end at Christmas time with two kids. Very believable for me. I mean, it worked. I wish maybe I actually probably would have wanted to see a little bit more of the mom, but for this, part that she's in, uh, it worked for me and definitely relatable.
1: I felt like when she said that the only two things that she ultimately really got was the kids getting along, like when she pulls up and the kids are hugging and calling each other their pet names, I was like, man, that is something that like every parent wants to see. And then to come in and have everything look so beautiful, it was just icing on the cake that it was the exact way dad did it to me. I would have been okay if they hadn't even said that part because I just thought that it was like so amazing that everything was done. It's
0: the lost and found thing, right? The the idea yes. that the way the dad would decorate it in such a specific style had been lost and for this one year, because of Santa's magic, it had been found. And I think it was just another version on that theme
1: i even really was happy and impressed that they kept it to just a couple presents under the tree you know they opened it up they giggled about you know i think i think that was a complete christmas story nod of the aunt giving Uh i was like i see you i see what you're doing there you know and then she gets the one thing she really wanted the skateboard Mm -hmm. and he gets the one thing he really wanted and that's it there's not ten thousand other things under the tree there's no broken promises there's no like hugely expensive you know big old pony like they were asking for on those video things it was all just like something you wanted there's no you know?
0: turd under the tree and yeah, the kids are just, fine with that
1: just the one thing you wanted and that and that's good enough like it was just i don't know i think this was a really heartwarming maybe you and i were just ready at the end of 46 weeks to have one that really just wraps it up so well brings together all these different little nuggets from so many different stories that we've learned about ones that you and i hadn't even seen you know i hadn't sat down and watched like a bunch of these different ones and now well having seen it i'm like oh i know exactly what that's a reference to i get you i'm winking at you christmas chronicles
0: yeah you know what this movie felt a little bit like it was from a different time because i feel like movies aren't made with this kind of heart anymore because they do tend to focus you know i feel like more movies are take the jingle all the way or the surviving christmas or the deck the halls either very commercialized or very cynical approach to christmas this movie is all heart will it surprise you to hear caroline because i don't know if you paid attention to the credits that Fort i don't know i don't know your reaction when you see 1492 films come up on the screen
1: Oh, uh, is this Chris Columbus?
0: It is Chris Columbus. Okay.
1: I freaking love that because I said that at the beginning when this movie started. And I don't, there was only maybe, uh, I was about 15 or 20 minutes in. And I was like, I can smell Chris Columbus on you this. Can.
2: He was a producer I love that
1: because I didn't realize that. And I love that. Look how good we're getting at this movie Christmas love here.
0: When I, again, it was 530. I started this movie. When I saw 1492 films come up, I sat back, I propped up on my pillow, I kind of shimming myself in, pulled up my blankets, and I smiled nice and wide. I was like, I have already an idea of what I'm gonna get out of this movie. Chris Columbus is coming down my chimney tonight, and I, you know, mm-hmm. it's a vibe. There's a if you if you could guess that you there are parts of this movie that you would say, man, this feels like Home Alone era. You know, Chris Columbus. This this has a a jingle all the way kind of chris columbus feel to it some of the parts you know a lot of the action parts there's there's some cartoony violence just the the santa in a in a charger in a in a high-speed car chase when you find out he's actually a producer on the film you're like yeah i feel that like you can smell it in the air okay can
1: Mm -hmm. i just say kevin McAllister's christmas party when he's singing with the sunglasses on Uh (laughs) hello i mean can you smell that on the jail scene yeah yeah no i mean it's there
0: The guy gets Christmas. I would love to get to know Christopher Columbus just to talk about Christmas time with him. Because what a fascinating time of year this must live in his head
1: and even the two officers give me a break yeah these are two these are like, like this is right
0: out of chris columbus like central casting is, like yes. on these 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 tropes and it's not that it's even derivative yeah. it's not even that he's doing the same thing it's just the tone it's the vibe it's the feeling of it he's I working these tropes that just work in different iterations but they all work and it's so so enjoyable
1: uh, okay, so you know what we need to get to now? Is this a Christmas movie?
0: Uh, you go first.
1: <laughs> yes, it's undeniably a Christmas movie. I feel like we've just been defending that for the last—I don't know how long we've been talking. <laughs> I don't even have to back it further than that.
0: I don't know what else you want. This is the kind of movie that you watch and you sit and you and you it, the credits roll and you're listening to Kurt sing, you know, the the jail, you know, Santa Claus is back in town song, or the credits, and you sit and you think about it for a second. What more could you want from a Christmas movie that this is not giving you? And at the end of the day, that's the best judge of, is it a Christmas movie? I feel like it's checking all of the boxes.
1: It is working hard to check every single box. If if you are wanting something else, I would love to hear it. Like if any of our listeners is like, yeah, but it was really missing this. Like, please let us know, because I, I really think that they worked so hard to touch on everybody's little list of anything they would want on here. This is the bucket list of Christmas.
0: And this is not a criticism, not in a perfunctory way, but it's as if they had a checklist of everything great Christmas movies, really heartwarming, family- friendly. That's another thing, too. This is a movie that you can watch with your whole family, from Nana and Grandpa all the way down to the little ones, all in the same living room on Christmas Eve or in the 25 days leading up to Christmas. This is a movie you could put on, and it's entertaining, I think, at all the levels. Nana is gonna love Kurt shaking his hips. (laughs) So
1: is Mom. (laughs) You know, but they're gonna love... Blue eyes and everything.
0: The the kids are gonna love the tech, the idea that there is a, a, a a tracker on Santa's toys, and then the kids get—I mean, when they when he gets hauled off to the chop shop. I was thinking *Adventures in Babysitting*, which is not a Christmas yeah. movie, but it is one of my favorite movies. And it's—it's it's this: these kids wind up in the chop shop. But thank God you have the elves, and they come ready to kung fu fight. Then you got a little bit of the <laughs> Matrix, and it's fantastic. I don't know what else you could want. This is this is
1: appealing the to coal all in the present boxes. That
0: Sentient like, presents that are turning in into coal? President. Are you kidding me? That, they, that <laughs> the. Pre- presents presents are sentient they're like oh no this has to be cold because this man is bad it's like it's like fingerprint sensing presence yes Yes. Mm -hmm. it's genius it's genius it's so entertaining And one thing we didn't mention was, and this goes back to the whole themes of the movie, Teddy, before he gets the you you just have to believe in yourself speech, he's asking Santa how to do something. Santa Kurt goes to tell him and then he stops himself and he's like, you know what, I'm going to sit back here. You figure it out. And he says to him, some things we got to figure out on our own, Teddy. And that's also an important lesson. Santa does a lot of heavy lifting to make these to put these kids on the straight and narrow again or on this path to. Either being found or continuing to believe, but he doesn't fill in all the blanks. They have to do some discovery for themselves. I think that's why he sends Katie to go get the reindeer. I think it's why he he leaves Teddy to his own devices to get he the presents. He lets him drive
1: all the time. He lets him drive all the time. He
0: gives them he gives them the room to test their legs out, you know, because you can't hold your kid's hand. And Santa can't hold your kids' hands forever. You have to give them room to run and to lay and make mistakes and try and work themselves out of jams. And do you want to be a safety net? Sure. But you still have to give them a little bit of run. You still have to give them room to figure things out on their own. That's a huge message also that, again, I think especially parents sometimes forget. Yeah, I certainly am guilty of helicopter parenting sometimes, but you have to kind of give breathing room so they can, they can run a little bit.
1: Okay. One thing that I have to say that I'm super glad did not come into play and was Such an obvious thing they could have written in and I would have hated it is thank you for not bringing in a crappy new boyfriend for mom. Thank you for not making us spend any screen time dealing with mom's crummy new boyfriend. So So happy that we didn't have that. Do you realize how that could have mucked this up?
0: Caroline should not watch The Christmas Chronicles 2.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Stop. I don't even want to know. Don't even talk to me about that. I don't want to know. But in this one, listen to me. I am so happy that that didn't come into play on this one. OK, can I just leave it at that?
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It was not needed. It would have redirected the story in a way. These kids are still grieving for their dad. The idea of introducing the boyfriend there, which maybe mom has her needs. But it's not about mom. This this is not a movie that's about the mom primarily. This is a movie about the kids finding each other and finding themselves. We're and Finding
1: their way. Like, what's their family look like? You know, Sometimes
0: post- you got to figure things out on your own, Teddy. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Are you ready for some fast facts?
0: Please.
1: One of the things that I caught on, and then I saw it in the Fast Facts, and I was like, yes, I totally knew this. Okay, I knew that Bing Bellamy had to have been a kid that was related to all of them i was like first of all these seem like real kids and they all and and to find out that this is actually one of kurt russell's grandkids bing bellamy the way the little boy goes i'm bing bellamy (laughs) that's no fun i was like bing bellamy i know that someone knows you on this
0: set but he gets two (laughs) shout outs because when they're when they're doing the san fran presents uh kate and kurt look at each other and they go
1: bing (laughs) (laughs) But then, and also Ryder Robinson, another one of their kid, their grandkids. So I, I just love that. I just thought that was like super funny, and but like blaring to me, it was like I am related to them.
0: Well, so here's <laughs> the thing: so Bing and Ryder are both grandkids. Neither of them, I mean, not biologically, Kurtz. They both come out of Goldie's first marriage yes but-, uh, but but no no but i but i'm saying no but i i'm I, i'm i'm taking that for the family friendliness of it though that kurt and goldie have been together for so long that their families are so well established this is his movie he's a producer on it and they're grandkids but oliver hudson is goldie's son is her son who plays doug the the dad who's passed away in this movie is her oldest son from her first marriage and he's Playing the dad to Kurt Santa in this movie. Like, I love that. I love that this family, this big blended family was in this movie together. That made my heart feel very warm that you, you can have larger family blending going on.
1: Love it. Give me fast fact.
0: Netflix reported that this film was streamed by 20 million households over its first week of release back in 2018. Now, I think people sometimes roll their eyes at Netflix with their numbers, but a movie coming out at November 22nd, that Thanksgiving week, I could see 20 million people tuning in to watch this hot, off-the-press Santa Kurt movie. I buy that. (laughs)
1: i buy that very much uh the valet at the restaurant is seen sitting at his booth watching his ipad with his headphones and he's watching stranger things which is just another little like to the netflix family shows I
0: love that. <laughs> Kimberly Williams-Paisley, who plays mom here, and Oliver Hudson, who plays Doug the dad. They had actually already they had actually worked together on several episodes of Nashville, if you remember that, that uh, TV yeah. show from a couple years ago. Uh, yeah. Are you uh, ready to do some Jingle Bell Rings, or would you like to hear next week's clip first?
1: Of course I would like to hear the next week's clip first. Play that funky music, white boy.
0: I will play that funky music.
2: Just as I suspected. Well, I'll be a monkey's orphan. Oh, come, sir. Your family connections must be better than that.
1: All right, Santa. Saddle up your reindeer and let's gallop down to headquarters. Now,
2: one moment, gentlemen. These people are not doing any harm. They're not thieves, nor are they vandals. Who are you? McKeever is the name. Aloysius T. McKeever. And I wish you a very merry Christmas.
0: I know. There's not a ton to work with there.
1: Really? You know what? You got me caught up on all this old-timey wording. The first thing I thought is, I'm going to say, you're a monkey's orphan. And then I thought, I'm going to say, come say.
2: <laughs>
1: like, I want to say everything they're saying. I want to
0: introduce myself as Aloysius T. McKeever. That's going to be my official podcasting name going forward.
1: Do uh, you know my family's church in in uh, Pennsylvania was... Uh, well, St. Cashmere's technically, but if we went to the other church in the neighborhood, it was St. Aloysius. So that's
0: Aloysius is a popular church name up here in the old Northeast. <laughs> a lot of Aloysiuses. <laughs>
1: um, okay. I have no idea. I love that this sounds old-timey, but I, I Oh, nothing. it's old-timey.
0: It's old-timey as get out uh, okay. as a monkey's Come uncle. say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, monkey's orphan uh it's uh it happened on fifth avenue it was a 1947 comedy uh starring really no one that you would have heard of it is most it's most interesting because it was nominated for academy award for best story in 1947 losing to another little movie called miracle on 34th street so this is maybe the red-headed stepchild of uh the christmas movies from 1947 or maybe not a christmas movie i mean we're gonna have to find out we're gonna have to find
1: out tune in next week it happened on fifth avenue Okay, are you ready for some Jingle Bell ratings? Oh, I am. I am. Okay, would you like to go first?
0: Can I just review that the last two weeks we had Metropolitan coming in at a one for you and a 1.5 for me and then Christmas holiday coming in at a two and a quarter for you and two for me guys we were hungry we
1: were we We are so due for the pendulum to swing the other way here it's not even funny we were
0: hungry i'm gonna be like
1: i give this one a 25
0: this is the best movie that's ever been made
1: it's ever ever seen with my eyes
0: gene kelly doesn't kill any he kills exactly zero people in this movie guys merry christmas ho 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 it's a myth
1: (laughs) all right what you got Oh, I'm going first.
0: I'm giving this one a nine. I'm giving straight nine.
1: Only a nine? Shocking. Literally, you asked our listeners what could you want more? Here's
0: the thing. Because it's new, it's losing a lot of points for the newness of it all. I don't have a history with this movie. This movie is going to have to stick around. When we do the Mm. 10-year homecoming reunion for the Christmas podcast, I suspect this movie will have ranked higher, but uh, I mean, just staying power, I'm giving this, I mean, I'm giving this the same rating as I gave Elf, you know, I'm giving it the same That's rating as, I mean, I'm actually, I gave Home Alone a higher rating. Um, but I really, really like this movie. The newness is what's bringing down its score. This will only age with me, but this was the first time it's I ever- going to
1: age with everyone. It has no choice but to do that. That's how time works.
0: Well, you can never watch it again, and then it lives on forever in the one time you saw it. <laughs> the, if you watch it, then it ages.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, is that it? That's your whole backing? That's I it?
0: mean, it's a Christmas movie. It it, it it hits on every single theme that I love. It it hits on the believe believing in yourself, believing in others, being kind and loving. Uh this idea that you have to figure out some stuff, but there's also this safety net. This this the power of I believe in you and I I wish you, when you saw your reflection, believed in yourself a fraction even of how much I believe in you and love you. Those all resonate very much for me, especially at Christmas time, especially in a Christmas movie. But this idea of believing in Santa and believing in, uh, in each other in goodwill towards men and joy and everything that Christmas represents is what this movie is hard, hard advocating for. It is doing heavy lifting advocating for all of the good things that Christmas brings us. You can't you can't get better than that. You can't ask for more than that. And Santa comes down your chimney, baby.
1: Okay, I am going to give this one a 9.75. Oh! Can I tell you why?
0: Please.
1: Because it caught me off guard. Ooh. I didn't know... How much I needed those moments, specifically that cop moment, to kind of be tricked by a movie and be tricked by Santa. He got me. I haven't had that in any of the rest of these movies where Santa was like smarter than me as the watcher and it just hit my heart hard. I love that they delved into all the other movies that we have seen. And I'm sure if we really played it, because this was the first time watch for me too. Mm -hmm. If we had, if we played this over and over again, I bet if we really like, went with a fine tooth comb we could find so many of our other movies in this movie
0: and that's not a knock and i think some people would say well this is no. just a derivative this no, is just a no, derivative no. direct go watch I'm the original yeah no no so, i agree with you
1: it i'm saying it honors the movies yeah, that came before yes, it yes 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 and so for me in in understanding the origin stories of so many of these Stories as they've gone on. So, like, where do we get this concept of of a magical snow on Christmas Eve? Or where do we get this idea that a hat could be magical? We get it! (laughs) Or why why would be giving an ornament to somebody is Mm -hmm. not... A silly present where does that come from and like to be able to go back to these other stories and honor them and respect what they're bringing to the christmas lore i think is pretty amazing and i love that it's called the christmas chronicles because that implies that it's many stories in one that we're like pulling it together it's like you know there's there's a lot going on here from other things and we're honoring all those things is every single part of this perfect no i think if if you are somebody who hates 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 Say a Hallmark movie like hates, hates, hates it. Seeing Kimberly in this playing the mom, you might bristle because she is in so many of those Hallmark movies.
0: Oh, see, I never, I've never watched one.
1: She and Candace Cameron and you know, Lori Laughlin and all of them like, there's like a certain woman who is in this, and Kimberly's in them. So if you don't like that stuff. You are definitely going to bristle when you see her. But she plays such a small role. Right. And Kurt Russell is such larger than life... To me, it works. I'm totally happy with this.
0: I I think you you get something you get a little bit extra if you watch this movie from the very beginning, as you should watch movies. But honestly, if you turn this on at the 20 minute mark and and just watched from when Kurt meets the two kids, you're going to get the full Christmas meal, full Christmas movie meal you're looking for. And you're totally fine. Yeah. if Don't not watch this because Kimberly Williams Paisley plays in schlocky movies that are beneath this her role here and her impact on the movie is too small and by the way she's doing you know decent work what what she has yeah, to do here there's nothing
1: wrong with what she does it's just sometimes if you, you have know, a bias against soci- it right right, right. And, and I'm in a lot of different Facebook groups and I can tell you that there's a lot of love for all of the Hallmark movies so maybe I'm going to say that the other way if you're somebody who loves Hallmark movies you absolutely have to turn this on yeah. because you're going to love every bit of it and it's not a romance like 99.9% of the Hallmark ones are but it's the love of family and it's a whole different romance if you will with loving christmas again and loving santa claus again
0: and as a final thought for me anyway I, and i by the way i've already bumped my score up to 9.25
1: so, oh my gosh <laughs> uh, for, for
0: me just as a final thought this this idea that christmas and door, this movie unapologetically says christmas is important the world is better off Because of Christmas, because we have Christmas, because we have Santa and this idea of what he represents, the world is better off, we are better off. I love that. I uh, believe wholeheartedly in that sentiment and any movie that is going to stand there and not feel bad or feel awkward or take pot shots at it or mock it or satirize it or have, you know, someone have sex in a hot tub wearing a Santa hat. Any, you know, this is an honest, non-blinking statement that the world is better because Christmas is because we have Christmas. You got my vote. You got my vote, and I don't know that you could ask for more from the holiday. So
1: <laughs> This is Caroline.
0: And this is Mike. Thank you for listening to the 52 Weeks of Christmas podcast. If you could, head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe while you're there. And while you're there, if you could, leave us a five-star rating. That would be fantastic because you know what, guys? We are approaching rapidly Christmas Day, and I only Ooh. have three words for you. Christmas must indoor. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always
2: open and we'd love to hear from you.